Hey there, welcome back to Work in Agile. Today we're going to talk about stories, uh, slicing off stories, working towards sprint goals and overall commitments. Buckle up everyone, here we go. How are you, buddy? Good. I'm still waiting for my um, I'm still waiting for my mic lead so I can get back on the good quality sound. I don't know how. Oh, that's a shame. Did you order it? Yeah, I ordered it because I lost the cable. Okay. 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 Post is still uh, taking a while, I guess, with all this this COVIDness. Maybe next time I'll have it. (laughs) That's okay. You sound alright to me. Thanks, mate. So do you. <laughs> um, now that we've pumped each other up. <laughs> yeah, well, well, exactly. Now we're, now we're ready to go. Um, what, what are you grateful for, mate? I am grateful for you, uh, my friend. I really enjoy these, these chats and these episodes that we do and share. So I'm grateful that you, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, you took the time to ask if you want to do it. So that's, that's, I'm really grateful for that. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Sam. You know, that's funny because I was, I was going to say, I was thinking because we asked what checking question we're going to ask this episode. You know, what are we grateful for? Okay. And I was thinking, oh, I might say I'm grateful for Adam because of all this stuff. And I thought, nah, that's too cheesy. I won't say that. And um, yeah, anyway, so I'm, regretting my, uh, I'm regretting my decision, mate. <laughs> good, good vibes, good feels. Um, what am I grateful for? I've got, well, I used to pursue a music career, as you know, and, um, and I've got a lot of instruments lying around. And I bought this expensive guitar a little while ago and it was killing me because I wasn't playing it, um, this electric guitar, and because I'm more of an acoustic guitar player. And I've started teaching a friend of mine who knows a bit of guitar, a bit more lead, and I'm grateful that I have been able to pay it forward because I've lent him the guitar and now he's able to practice. So I just feel really good about that. Um, That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for our listeners, you created all the music for our, our starting music and ending music, yeah? Yeah. Well, I didn't want to pay for copyright, Adam, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're super creative. Yeah. I've, I would like to learn guitar, electric guitar, because I'd like to, yeah, smash out some heavy metal or some hard rock. Uh, but, yeah, just... Haven't made the time to do that. Maybe, maybe in a couple of years when when there's not so much uh, family stuff, yeah. I'll do that. I don't know. We'll see how we go. Yeah, it's, it's never too late. Awesome. Well, let's get started then. We wanted to talk about a uh, story slicing stories that carry over, or you slice it before they go into the sprint. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the start. So you put work into your into your sprint or your next few weeks, and then then it's not done at the end of the. So the the, the quandary that we're having with a lot of our, I guess our our buddies that we we talk to at the moment is, what do you do with work that's not done mm. at the end of the sprint, and how do you how do you carve that up, and and what do you do with it? Um, so we thought we'd talk about that because that seems to be a hot topic right now. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, 
And it's probably a hot topic uh, for a lot of places all the time. Mm. What what do you do? So you, you, you have a list of work and you, you've got two or three weeks to finish all that work. And at the end of those two or three weeks, some of the work isn't done. So, uh, but it might be partly done. So what do you, what do you do? What do you do with that? Mm. What have you seen happen with the work? Lots of different things. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just thinking when you were talking, I was just thinking I could put it in a timeline from sprint planning to end of sprint yeah. and, and, and talk about some of those, those events or milestones or challenges. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so you, in sprint planning, you load up your capacity, you've refined the stories from backlog refinement and you should have quite frankly, well, my teams anyway, nothing bigger than like a five. Like you can go to an eight or a 13, but judging by the Fibonacci scale, um, but we really want those smaller stories so we can get them done. Um, what do we do when those, we have to have an eight? Why do we have to have an eight? And when you're talking about five and eights, that's, that's the estimate of, of the, the complexity and the size and yeah. the, how much effort you have to put into the work. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And the unknowns and the time they think it'll yeah. take. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so obviously for relative sizing, you compare the work against each other and then you, you, you fit the, the stories or work in those mm -hmm. units. Mm -hmm. um, yep. So, you know, you can do a, a maximum of a hundred points. Mm. So you pull in um, smaller chunks of work uh, and you load it up to, to how, however the team thinks is, is doable in, in the next couple of weeks. Yep. And that might, that might, they might load it up to 100, they might load it up to 120, they might load it up to 80 because that, that's what they're confident in, in achieving. Yep. Yeah, yep. And, and that's right. I, I kind of use it more as a marker instead of a, a hard rule because sometimes they want that extra work in there to, to achieve the goals and you just need to ask the question, are you comfortable with that? And, yep. um, you know, and then reflect on it in retro. Did you burn out? If you, if you put in way too many. Yeah, and you can use previous history pre or recent history to say, well, okay, guys, you, you only achieved 60 mm. points uh, and now you've let it up to double that 120. Mm. Uh, what, what's different this time that you're going to make 120 as opposed to 60? Mm. Please convince me. Yeah. Uh, please convince your product owner who, who has to stand up at the end and, and say, we, we did this. Yeah, conversations that happen with teams. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think some of the challenges in sprint planning day of, when, when they're sizing those stories quite, quite large and I ask the question, um, can we size them smaller to get the work done quicker? Then no, it doesn't make any sense. It can't be done. Why can't it be done? just doesn't make any sense. And you don't understand Scrum Master because you're not doing the work. And, um, <laughs> and, and we know that. I'm like, okay, cool. All right. Well, you've agreed as a team to size a large story, which, you know, you – the larger the story, the more vagueness, really, isn't it? The more, the, the less knowns. Yeah, it, it could just be that there, it could be a few things. It could be that's just a large size story because they, they think it's going to take <coughs> the full two or three weeks. Mm. So they, that's what they, they size it as. Yeah. Um, or it might be that one team member will be working on that thing for the whole sprint and that's that's what they're doing. So they size it proportionately it could be yeah that that's simply a, a lot of unknowns yeah they uh max out 
the sizing so that they can cater for, for the unknowns. Not ideal, not the ideal scenario. You probably want to have no unknowns taking the work in, yeah. but that, that, that happens. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. And, and so I, I often see those big stories sitting in progress for the entirety of the sprint and then last day of sprint when it's time to close off your stories or close off the sprint. Sometimes the team might want to slice that story out and go, oh, we've finished 60% of the story. Let's capture 40% in another story. And then, and then you ask that drop of the hat question, that light bulb question. If we, can, if we can slice it out now, why couldn't we slice it out in sprint planning? Yeah. So, yeah, you've, you've done your sprint planning. Fast forward two or three weeks and you get to the end of the sprint and lo and behold, some of the work isn't completed. It's started, but it's not finished. Yeah. And, yes, yeah, su- su- surprise, surprise, the question you asked back two or three weeks ago in sprint planning, you know, these are really big stories. Is there any way we can carve them down so they're smaller? Yeah. So you can do smaller chunks of work before you pick up the next thing. So, yeah, surprise, surprise, oh, suddenly all of a sudden they can break them down because they want to get credit for the work that they have partially done. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's what you see. Uh, some teams, some scrum masters will say, no, we have to carry that over to a future sprint because you haven't completed, it's not done done, you haven't completed the work, so I'm not going to credit you for partially done work or you should get credit for partially done work. And that's a, that's a technique. A lot of teams just carry them straight over to the next sprint. They don't even discuss, you know, is this even needed anymore? I think purists would say the uncompleted work goes back into the into the pile, into the backlog to be and prioritised against the other work that's still to be done. Uh, and then, if yeah, if it becomes a candidate for next sprint, then it becomes a candidate. I think a lot of teams just automatically think they can just carry it straight over without discussing if it's still valid work or not. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right there. I think you need to have that discussion if it's still valid, for sure. Mm. If it still meets the goals of what you... For, for the, that yeah, sprint or yeah. the next sprint. And, that, yeah. and that's usually a two, a five-second conversation. Is, yeah, this, right is right. this still work we still need to do? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll carry it over. Mm. Um, but, yeah, th- how much time do you think teams put into, you know, at the end of the sprint, the work that hasn't been completed and discussing what to do around splitting and, you know, uh, getting credit for work that they've already done and, and, and saying, okay, we've done, this was a five-point story, I've done... Three of the points, so we're going to create a new story and make it a two-pointer for next sprint and all that admin. How, how much effort do you think teams to put into it? Um, I think, I, th- I don't know, because I don't do it with my teams. I think it's wasted effort. I mm. think um, with my teams, I, I'd like to cause a bit of pain to teach a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Call me the scrum master. But, um, the but, whip carrying. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I will close the sprint off if they haven't if they haven't finished this, like, so I've, I've had to provide a hard lesson sometimes when even just the simple admin of the story hasn't been completed. So the PO hasn't accepted the story. So the work's done. All the PO needs to do is tick it off. And, and they wanted to leave it to Monday the next week. And I've closed the sprint off and we haven't captured that work. And like the team has been furious at me, but um, it really taught them to finish off their stories last day of sprint, the next sprint. The next, the sprint after we met all their stories all done <laughs> at the end mm. of the, at the end of the sprint. So um, yeah, so and I did, and did they maintain that? 
it, it's better. It's far better. It's, it's better. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, obviously, you have your good sprints and bad sprints, but but it's the the discipline is a lot better. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so we capture. We keep the story. I mean, if the story was, um, we don't resize the story because we haven't finished the work. We resize it if it makes sense to resize it throughout the sprint. Yeah. Or, or in the backlog. Um, but we, yeah. yeah, if the story is last day of sprint, you've only completed half the story, it's a five-pointer, it'll carry over as a five-pointer and you can capture that effort in the next sprint. Like, yeah. you will get your credit, just you just have to... It's you not just, now. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not done. It's not done. Done. It's not complete. Yeah, and um, but for that sprint planning, then um, we kind of take that into consideration. That you know, if you've carried over twenty points and you can only achieve sixty points per sprint, we don't bring in forty points of um, stories. We'll bring in like if the story is basically done, we won't say that five point is five points of the sprint. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you 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 create the points. In the sprint, you complete the work. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's that's interesting. And also, the, what you've done with that squad, um, with completing all the work they promised to complete, that that's super helpful for your product owner because then they're more confident that what the team says they will, they will achieve, they can achieve. And then the product owner can go and talk to stakeholders and say, we will be able to achieve our vision or, you know, the product goal in this many sprints time because I'm confident of how much work the team can get through sprint on sprint. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that's the benefit. I think it's the plan. Can we achieve everything we say we can? And do we do that sprint on sprint? And then you build more trust with the managers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the leadership see that and they go, uh, yeah, so they believe you. <laughs> yeah. They believe the team when they say, you've, you've given us a date to finish finish that work. We don't think we're going to get there. We, we might be a couple of weeks after. Mm. And here's why. You, sh- yeah, you can trust us because sprint, you know, work segment on work segment, we've been predictable. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So like a two-week lag... Or you know uh, uh, a range of date date finish, you know first of month to middle of month, you know we will be finished, mm. and, and you can sell the product or mm. whatever it is, nah, make the customer happy. <clears throat> I think that's a, that's a more reasonable discussion than um, than some of the some of the discussions that I had around around dates. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think. The more reliable history you can provide, the, the better conversations you can have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So we've been talking now for a little while about what to do at the end of the sprint when, and, and we've we've expended effort mm-hmm. in talking about uh, you know splitting stories down, crediting work in the sprint, and so and the teams would do this all the time. They battle with this all the time, mm-hmm. and so my thought is, does it matter? Does all of this effort matter if the team makes their sprint goal? Mm. So all, all the way back several weeks ago, go backwards again in, in sprint planning where the team's decided, here's all the work we're going to do for the sprint. You also say, okay, well, what what is our sprint goal for the sprint? What is our goal for this sprint? And the, the team will come up with their goal. And then during the sprint, the stories can come and go. They can change. They can be re-estimated. They can be taken out. They can be added in. Yeah. As long as you make your sprint goal, all of that other stuff we worry about, does it really matter? 
is it just waste? Mm. So as long as so at the end of the sprint, you've got some unfinished work. Has the team met their sprint goal? Well, if the answer is yes, then who cares if stories are carried over, split down, credited for points or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, so true. Isn't yeah. that just waste? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> wasting time and admin effort on something you don't really need to worry about. And I think I, I agree with you there. I think the team love to take love to keep their credit, like their velocity. So they, they're, uh, I think they, they like to show that they've achieved X amount of points. So if you, if you quantify the goals as a metric or an incentive, like how many goals have we create, uh, achieved in the quarter, then maybe that's something, or how many sprints have we achieved our goals? Yeah. Maybe that's an incentive for the team to want to work towards that as well. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, and then, and then, <clears throat> and then ultimately over the top of that, is the customer happy, <laughs> right? So if you've made your sprint goal and the, the component of the sprint goal is happy customers, mm. all that, all the other guff is not needed. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if the team is strongly of the opinion they need credit for the work they've done, okay, find a simple way to credit the points in the sprint, mm. making sure we've made the sprint goal mm. and made the customer happy. Yep. So it's not too onerous and not you're not spending half your life doing admin. Yeah. What about those teams, just quickly, you've sparked my, sparked my thoughts. What about those departments that aren't directed to the customer? So Jeff, oh, you've, you've always got a customer. Hmm. Indirectly or directly, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You might not be standing in front of the end user of hmm. the product. Yeah, but there's always there's always someone who's who you're delivering for, mm. whether it be the the actual customer or an internal customer. Yeah, I think that's I think that's it. I think that overarching why why are you here? Why what's the purpose of yeah you know, you, you being in this team and are we achieving that purpose for the customer or for the yeah yeah I I. I used to work in a place where they, where the word customer was banned. It was, it was client. That doesn't sound very personal. Mm, so back to them, it was. It was they felt that if you treat your customers like clients, then uh, it is more personal. Okay. So that was the the the, cus, cus, the word customer had a had a had a negative connotation in in that. In that company's context, and they yeah. they ingrained into everyone, you know, treat everyone like a like a like you would a client, like a trusted a trusted relationship. So, yeah, that's a little snippet from from history. Cool. Yeah. yeah, and so the internal, yeah, we had we had internal clients and we had external clients. The external clients was the end, you know, the end customer. Hmm. Um, but internally, yeah, you had managers and leaders and product managers and sales guys and yeah. legal and and they're all our internal client. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. What were your um, key takeaways out of that? Um, my, my immediate thoughts are uh, around you're always working towards a sprint goal mm. and achieving the sprint goal and, that, and in, in every daily stand-up you say, okay, what are we doing today to achieve the goal? Yeah. And it's okay to have multiple goals. I mean, that's ideally you have one, yeah, <laughs> and everyone's working towards that. But it is a journey, and teams may have a couple 
of goals that they're trying to achieve every sprint, and that's okay. But as long as you achieve the goal, all the other stuff that happens in and out of the sprint is okay. <laughs> just just find a, a, a low admin way of, of managing it. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's, that's my immediate thought, but yeah. And hopefully this is helpful for people because a lot of people are battling with this. Yeah, oh uh, yeah. It's, I think it's a, a common regular issue and you can, um, you can you can create good discipline in the team and good habits, and then you can maybe just turn your back for one for one or two sprints and and come back to it and realise that you need to work on it again. So, yeah, I think it's an, a constant issue, which is, it is con- it's a constant. Yeah, you constantly got to work on it. Yeah, mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Awesome. I think we can wrap it up there. Yeah, that's that was I was I enjoyed that chat. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch you next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. We really enjoyed doing that uh, little episode for you. Uh, if you've got any feedback, please uh, give us a shout-out on Facebook or Twitter at Awaken Agile, and uh, we will read and respond. So are you going to record the outro or what? <laughs> yeah, I am, yeah. Uh, I found a, a, a channel that posts dad jokes. Do you want one? Oh, give me. <clears throat> My uncle named his dogs Rolex and Timex. They're his watchdogs. <laughs> I approve of this message. Is that all right? Yep. I think I've got enough. <laughs> yeah, <for> bloopers. Are going to bleep that out or...? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll do that again. Yeah, that's good. How was that? I think there's enough there. Oh, that was fun, mate.